Welcome to episode 111 of Crack the Customer Code. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with Sir Service a lot. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Adam Taporek. <laughs> I like big experiences, but I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to make you into like a successful DJ slash, you know, hip hop artist slash customer service consultant and trainer. What do you think? Awesome. Well, that's a that's a branding avenue I hadn't explored for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of ideas. I'm full of ideas. You are. You should be in marketing, not customer experience. <laughs> uh, so what's going on with you? Oh, all kinds of things. Como estas? Wow. Where's this coming from? I'm doing my uh, virtual keynote in Panama. Oh, fun. So that sounds cool. Prepping for that. Got to brush up on me Espanol. Are you doing it in Espanol? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, un poquito. <laughs> so, yes. so how are you doing that? Are they... Uh, this are one they... is uh, the last uh, Spanish-flavored uh, keynote I gave was live. This is going to be a remote, which I have not done a keynote remotely. So this should be interesting. I've done webinars. Yeah. So this will be my first remote keynote. So that will be pretty neat. And uh, yeah, brushing up on a few of my Spanish phrases and uh, very excited. It's going to be neat. And it's, I love speaking internationally because you get such a different flavor, such a different response. And mm -hmm. you also you, know, you get to bring customer experience and all this stuff that we sort of take for granted or it's very developed in this country mm -hmm. into other parts of the world where they're they may be or may not be behind the curve or I don't yeah. say behind the curve but not quite as the industry's not quite as developed as it yep. is in the states and it's just awesome I mean there's so many people that are thirsty for knowledge so it's fun but what yeah. is going on with you Miss Walters? Uh, well just to follow up with your virtual keynote I I was kind of unexpectedly uh, in a position where I had to do that a couple of years ago because I've talked about how we were in that accident. I broke my hand and everything and uh, I couldn't travel and I was scheduled to go to Toronto. So I actually did a virtual and like, I'll tell you, <laughs> nothing worked according to plan. So just get your tap shoes on <laughs> and get ready. <laughs> but you know how that goes. Um, but it's still, it was, it was an interesting experience for sure. Um, Let's see. This week, I'm actually in New Jersey for a really cool thing that's going on at Rutgers University. They're doing a uh, CX certification program, and uh, I'm kind of there as a helper to them and helping them get the word out as well as uh, doing some you know, blogging and media around that. So I'm really excited. And we, we know many of the faculty members, Gene Bliss and Donna Peoples and uh, Carol Burns, all sorts of people that we've known for a long time are the faculty. So it's going to be really, really fun. And then uh, I'm getting ready for the CXPA uh, Insight Exchange in Atlanta. So I'm sure we'll see lots of our listeners there too, doing some podcasting from there. So it should be really cool. Very nice. So what are we talking about today, Jeannie? Well, I don't know about you, but I think rules and processes, you know, they're important, they're necessary, but sometimes they create these experiences that are, what's the word I'm looking for? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Tell us what you really think, Jeannie. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Like when, when processes and rules that are implemented 
become kind of rote responses and how we react to those as human beings. We've all been in the situation where we hear somebody literally reading the script and it can boil your blood pretty quickly if you're in a situation where you just need help from another human. You know, our good friend uh, and previous podcast guest, Richard Shapiro, he refers to those uh, people as robots, the people that execute those rote (laughs) processes uh, very robotically. And yeah, it's very true. Of course, we all hate that. And uh, this is something you and I have discussed. And our buddy, I hope you're listening, Jeff, uh, Jeff Toyster and I have uh, Mm -hmm. had an ongoing dialogue about, uh, because we're like you, uh, he and I are like you and me, we pretty much agree on almost everything. Uh, And CX, you know, even, even though you and I joke around, we basically have the same philosophies, but talking about scripts and whether they're good or bad mm-hmm. and the, the bad part and why we hate scripts. And even though I think that can be a useful tool is because they aren't done well, they are right. done as a script, not right. as a starting point, as a place to get people comfortable with la- certain language and mm-hmm. the process there, you know, that can be a starting point. The problem is when the script becomes the experience, yep. that's when yep. we all are like, Oh great. I'm talking to the Terminator. Right. And I think this is happening more and more with uh, not just contact centers, which is how most of us as customers have interacted with this. We've called in and heard somebody give us, you know, an answer that doesn't make any sense, but they're just following the script in a linear fashion or they're reading it so, you know, robotically that it's devoid of any emotion or connection or anything. But now with chats and emails and all of these things, and now with chat bots, there are so there's so much opportunity for this to go awry that it's really important that everybody who is running these types of programs really pays attention to what's actually happening. Because if you only look at the process, it can sound like the perfect thing. It can sound like, oh, this is going to solve all of our problems. This chat bot will use artificial intelligence to respond to somebody in need and give them exactly what they need because who's smarter than a human? A robot, of course. Right. (laughs) And then you look at what actually is happening and the chat bot can, or the chat human too, whoever is typing on the other end of that chat, if they misinterpret one thing or if they start repeating something that is unnecessary, and this happened with me a couple times lately and, uh, I've written some blogs about it because it is so frustrating to be on the end of something where you're trying to solve something and you can tell that, number one, they're on a mission to close the ticket and that's it. And so they want to solve your problem, but not actually to solve your problem. Um, We've had this happen when we were trying to order a new Regis card for the office space and it became this amazing cluster (laughs) of chats and emails and people not understanding. And uh, it, it was amazing. It got to a point where we were basically saying, no, do not do anything. Close this out. We never want to deal with you again. We will deal with it on our own. Like We will find a way to persevere <laughs> around <laughs> this issue. Um, and then just recently, it, I, I think there are things that are happening now, which is now that there's all this backlash to the digital way that we all communicate, People are saying, you know, you have to do certain things like like you brought up the Walgreens thing in another episode, how they were saying be well while they were handing cigarettes to somebody <laughs> <laughs> because they were told to do that. And that became like we're going to create this human connection at the end of a transaction, but it just it falls completely flat if it's not living up to the culture and the brand and the expectations of the experience for the customer. 
Well, it's like you said, you know, you're, you're saying, forget it, leave us alone, we don't want to deal with you anymore, and then you get the email. Thank you. Did we uh, solve everything to your satisfaction? Exactly. Yes. That's I mean, exactly and right. some of that's just to be, I mean, there's just some things that are always going to be that way, like the auto response email mm-hmm. for a huge company. You're just never going right. to get rid of where they can code. Don't send the auto response email. I mean, it's going right. to, but you know, it does get, I'm, I'm looking, the perils of it and the ease of it are a very big conflict. I'm looking at, I won't even say the company's name because I've just started vetting it like literally this morning, but I'm looking at this artificial intelligence uh, email thing and it worked so well when I was on the receiving end of it. I mean, I thought it was a person. I've done some research and like, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. It's so good that people are like, you know, sending the artificial intelligence email bot like, oh, you're the best. Thank you. And all the like exclamation points and all this stuff. Oh, that's they awesome. really think they're dealing with a person. And I'm like, okay, well, it really worked well. I was shocked. I didn't know it was a person until I was fortunate enough to sort of glance and like, ah, yeah. <laughs> didn't know it was a robot. But what scares me is, what happens when things go wrong? And right. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, sure. When everything goes well, when the customer follows the journey, footstep for footstep, right down the little path you drew on your post-it notes and your computed yep. j- journey map. Yeah, most of that stuff tends to work pretty well. Mm-hmm. The processes and all. The catch is what happens when they get into the gray? Yeah. And that's where, that's where the human factor almost always becomes the most important is right. when you get off the normal process, which guess what? It's customer service happens all the time. Yep. Yep. And I think the, the challenge again is understanding that just because you put a process in place doesn't mean it's going to work (laughs) because if you're not paying attention to what actually is happening, then it's really easy to assume that everything's going well. And I talk about this a lot in the work I do because this is essentially what we do. We evaluate through that human lens. But one of the things that struck me recently was, you know, we talked about the backlash to the digital thing and people are trying all these things. You mentioned Walgreens and I was just at a resort and had this kind of horrendous experience getting poolside lunch, which sounds like the most elitist thing I could say in a sentence, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like, all I have to add Whoa to that is, is like, me. <laughs> is like, and then the valet was like, bring me my Tesla. I mean, really? No, <laughs> I don't have a Tesla, but I was just, it, you know, it was a nice place and we, it was a big deal for us to be there. And with our friends, we all have little kids. We ordered lunch all at once we got our order within a reasonable time frame, and then we waited and waited and waited and waited about 30 minutes before my friend, who also has little kids, uh, had their lunch come out. It was completely wrong the way it was handled. Nobody acknowledged it. Nobody said they were sorry. And then the food obviously was kind of not to the best it could be because it was left under heat lamps or something. So then we, you know, went back to our suite later and there's a handwritten note from our server. It was such a pleasure to serve you. We love having you here. And then a little card attached to it, basically saying, tag us on Instagram and Twitter and give us a good review on TripAdvisor. And I thought, wow, this is so missing the point. <laughs> like, <laughs> She took the time to write us a handwritten note. So that, okay, great, good. I'm glad she's following that procedure. But clearly missing that there was a real service issue that ha- should have been addressed and it never was. There was no like 
you know, satisfactory resolution offered. There was no apology, nothing. And I just thought that is somebody who is literally checking off the box. Yes, I wrote a note to my customers today, and but it's meaningless. In fact, it's beyond meaningless because it actually puts a little salt in the wound of the bad service. So I think this is what we're talking about. If you're not paying attention to what is actually happening in real life situations with your processes, it is really easy to miss the mark. And that's what makes all of this stuff so important to constantly look at, constantly evaluate, constantly get feedback on. And it's where the training comes in, if I may uh, promote that a bit. Absolutely. <laughs> because it really, you know, I've got a, a post on my blog, and I actually just did one a couple weeks ago as well. The first one was called when, uh, putting, the cu- putting the Customer Service Checklist Ahead of the Customer. Mm-hmm. And it was this yeah. guy who gave me great experience. It was AAA, and they're known as a great customer experience company. The guy could not stop handing me this water bottle. I was like, I don't want the water <laughs> bottle in my driveway. Had a flat tire. I don't think we might even have talked about it before. Yeah. And it just, I was like, dude, I don't want the bottle. <laughs> you know, I was, I was nice <laughs> about it. And he just, like, he had to, like, it was mm-hmm. on his checklist and he had to give me a water bottle. And he just, <laughs> and it got to the point where it was like absurd. And I just had this experience again at a major sporting goods uh, place. And I didn't want, they tried to look up my, uh, whatever, the, the rewards points and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was, they couldn't find it. And I was like, I don't care. It's a pair of socks. Just, I got to go. Uh, I was nicer about it, of course. But, and she just wouldn't stop. And what I found was like, please don't worry about it. I need to leave. Uh, she got, well, she like shut down. Mm. She all silent, you know, because she couldn't handle like getting out of that. Like, she, this right. is what I am supposed to do. Right. So this comes, it really comes down to training. And I know mm-hmm. you, you throw that word around customer centric. But understanding that the customer is the reason we talk about these experiences, yeah. <laughs> right? And if, so ironic. Yeah, exactly. Well, they forget that they. That, yeah, a lot of people think that okay, this is the experience I am supposed to deliver. This is my job, black and white, A and B. Yeah. And you know, it's about serving the customer and adapting the. This is one of the lines from the post. You know, adapting the experience to the customer, not the customer to the experience. Right. Right. And. And I think it goes to compensation as well, because if that woman behind the counter is getting a reward for every person that she acknowledges as part of the loyalty program, then you're a big dollar sign walking away when you say you don't want it. And so making sure that the intent matches the compensation is really important as well, because I believe in rewarding employees for doing the right things, but you have to make sure that it's it's about what it's supposed to be, which is about the customers, ironically. Isn't that something we say a lot here? <laughs> <laughs> Crack the what code? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. process code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cracking, the, cracking the routine wrote scripted code. That's a, uh, well, we're changing our, our podcast, people. <laughs> and speaking of our podcast, we hope you enjoyed episode 111 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and be among the first to hear about upcoming webinars, learning opportunities, and more at 360connects.com slash subscribe. And don't forget, a special offer just for you as listeners of Crack the Customer Code podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash customer code. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash customer code. And we love our sponsors, and they love us. If you'd like to be a sponsor, check out crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor. I'm Adam Tapork, and you can connect with me and find out more about me at customer, customer service workshops and training at customersetstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself 
and take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.